I think too, like one of the things that I'm coming to realize in my own journey is the importance of community and healing. Mm-hmm. You know, we can, we can be this isolated little cell or we can be somebody that interacts and creates something. And when you create something with others, it's very powerful. Whoever said life is short wasn't trying hard enough. Welcome to Dead Set on Living, a lifestyle podcast that takes you off the beaten path of health and wellness and highlights unique ways to live a longer, stronger, and more fulfilling life. Now, here's your badass host who once fought the Loch Ness Monster in Scotland and won, Lynn Bravo. Welcome to another episode of Dead Set on Living. I'm your host, Lynn Bravo, and I'm here again today with Michelle Smyhugh. Hi, Lynn. Hi. So today we're going to be talking about something that might be uh, unheard of or unusual, and uh, and I think you'll be quite excited. I know Michelle and I are very excited to be sharing this with you, and it's something we've evolved called the Soul Family Dinner. I met Michelle a couple of years ago at Luminous Energetic Pathways in Burlington, which is a, a group that gets together to, I guess it's about self-discovery. There's uh, Tai Chi and Qigong and meditation and yoga and various modalities that we can explore that help us uh, achieve a more balanced life. Last year, uh, when I first, or two years ago, when I first met Michelle, I discovered that she was actually an author that had written some books on the plant-based diet. We shared some chat about uh, the vegan diets and so on. I live on a farm and, and I suggested to Michelle that wouldn't it be fun to gather a group of people together and explore some of the ideas she had about the plant-based diet. So Michelle, maybe you'd like to share with us how that all came about. So I was, at the time I was a practitioner with Luminous, educating on plant-based diet, as well as attending the classes because I love them. And and as you said, I I was in your class, Discovery of the Internal Self, which I loved. And it was interesting because here I was at this center with this community of people that were like-minded and just really forging um, sort of bonds through our classes and the things we were learning, really enjoying them. And one of the things that kept floating around my mind is that I would love to get these people around a table, enjoying a meal, enjoying a bounty of, of at that time, fruits and vegetables. And then you would come along. I used to see you at the class and we'd, we'd always chat, but I just really felt, I just felt this earthiness when you would, when you would come and speak with me and you, you sort of like a little angel would tap me on the shoulder and say, you know, we should do something. I've got this beautiful farm. I've got this beautiful garden. And I think I have to thank you because you did it several times <laughs> and before I went, okay. You were a hard sell. Yeah, a hard sell <laughs> to ho- have you host me at your beautiful farm and, and your garden uh, so graciously because you, you obviously have your farm, but your, your garden, your personal garden is just gorgeous. So that was the birth of the idea. The first year, I think we did it as a joint venture. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. And it was lovely and we enjoyed it. So the idea was, is that uh, I had a big vegetable garden and Michelle and I talked about uh, inviting a group of people to come and help harvest some of the food from the garden. And uh, we'd also bring other food from outside. And then uh, Michelle, I think you, that year you, uh, you made a lot of the food, did you not for that? I made a lot of the food. You provided all the ingredients from your garden. Mm-hmm. You set up everything. We did it. We did it together, truly. But really, it was it was a labor of love. It was a lot of work. And I think we had how many people did we have the first year? Did we have thirty five? Yeah, I think it was. Well, it's like it was just under 30, 28 that Okay, year, I think it was. And so. When the day came, we had everybody come and we had everything set up in your beautiful home and we hosted everybody. And it was what I what I hoped it to be, 
Um, but it's sort of evolved this year into something a little different, which is interesting. Interestingly enough, it's a second year. Mm-hmm. And I love the format this year. Yeah. So this year it was a bit of a different um, idea. We had a young woman that had immigrated to Canada from Colombia and she had a lot of um, legal fees that were were burdening her. So we decided to do it as a fundraiser soul family dinner this time. And we charged um, $40 a plate for the meal. And we also had a silent auction all with the intention of raising funds for for Maria so that uh, she could afford to continue her venture on on becoming a Canadian citizen. So um, the cool thing was is that we did have our same group of people from our class that came. uh, There was about maybe 15 of those people came. But they invited another 15 or 20 people that uh, that were people we didn't even know. But again, the the interesting thing is is that we all shared the common interest or goal of helping someone else in need. So even though these were new people that we'd never met, it was uh, still felt like a very soulful experience having them all here together. And this year it was different as well because we had more of a of a spectrum of age. We had a few children that were age maybe seven or eight, and then we had our oldest people were. Uh, 88, well, 89, almost 90, and uh, a few people in their 70s and so on. So there's more of a generational spread this time. And also our format was different, wasn't it? So yeah. on the Saturday, it was uh, quite fun how we arranged for I that think to happen. For me, that was the interesting part. So, you know, the first year it was more us hands-on and organizing and, and preparing for everything. This year, I really enjoyed the experience of it being held by all of us. Mm-hmm. So it was a, it was an event held through held for Luminous for Maria, but but at the end of the day, just the community getting together and preparing. The, not everybody was there, but we had I think we had eight people yeah. the day before, and we we had all our food out, and we were all our lists, and we chopped and we prepared, and and that was for me that was really fun. And then we sat down and we enjoyed a beautiful salad afterward. Um, and so one of the things I I got from that is that when you come together as a community, allow the community to be a, to, to all participate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I was wanting to suggest or to mention too that it feels like today, I think especially for maybe younger people under age 40, you you hear and read a lot about people feeling um, not connected to their community. They feel lonely. They don't feel like it's easy to meet people and so on. And they, they, they are quite um, involved socially through social media, which isn't, you know, human to human contact. It's like posting a picture and checking several times over the next few hours to see how many people liked it. It's as though you're measuring mm. your your worth by mm. how many people have responded to what photograph you posted or what you're doing at that moment in time. But still, at the end of the day, it's it's still not that feeling of human connection. And so I think the nice thing about the idea of the soul family dinner is, is unlike your family dinner, you're actually inviting people that you've chosen to come and share time with. And I just feel like there's a different sort of experience in that because because you, you're able to experience uh, a real strong connection with people who are actually strangers initially to you yeah. anyway. And the, the beauty of that is quite profound. Like for me, connecting with those little children that were there who I'd never met before and all the way up to meeting people that were in their 70s and 80s that I'd never met before and hearing their life stories. And it was just so wonderful how everybody were talking and getting to know each other. And we went outside and went for a walk together and did some Qigong in the field with, with Ed. And even when we were having, before we sat down to eat and we all held hands. Yeah. Uh, the, there's just something profound about that 
feeling of connecting with a bunch of people that are strangers to you, but at the end of the experience, you're all friends. Like even the people I didn't, you were saying earlier, like even the people we didn't actually talk to that much because it was hard to talk to everyone. You still feel connected to them now. Like you feel as though you could call them up and, and invite them over or do something with them now. I love the way it, it created such strong bonds of friendship. It's sort of an intimacy that develops. Obviously, we know in, in human history, sharing a meal together is bonding. Mm -hmm. So you're taking that group and, you know, we were discussing earlier, it could be your yoga class or it could be anywhere that you see a group of people and, and that you would like to bring together and and create something. And I love the idea that it was a fundraiser because that also tied in. It, it was, you know, we all sort of provided the food. Uh, you, you provided a lot of it as well, but we shopped and we created something that also benefited somebody else. Mm -hmm. And as a community, we were supporting somebody else. And it could have been any one of us that was in need. But yeah. yes. And how how wonderful it was for Maria, too, because I was just really Aww. touched by her face when when all this came through. Because, you know, here she is from another country, from Colombia, another country, and her whole her family still in Colombia. And she feels like she has family here now. Like she felt how much we all loved and cared for her and wanted to help her. And, and, uh, it, it was, it was really a, a rewarding experience for her and for everyone there to know that they were helping this person that was in need. So I think that's a cool premise on which to do something like this. It's funny you say that because you could really feel that she felt that she mm -hmm. felt that. And then I also felt that. Yeah. So it's mutual. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Love is mutual. Support is mutual, right? It creates, you know, creates it. So I felt, she felt that, she expressed that. And I also felt that. And I, I know everybody else did that, that was there. You know, thinking about how other people might do this, although, you know, I have a big vegetable garden and being able to, to put something together from that was really cool. But the cool thing is, is that you don't need to be on a farm to do something like this or even have your own vegetable garden, of course. Like imagine if you're just living in a house in town or even a little apartment it would be great to go to your spin class or your yoga class or, or uh, you know, a painting class. You take anything you're doing where you're with another group of people and, and putting it out there and say, I'd like to invite you all to come to my home and share a meal with me. And uh, it could be a potluck where everybody brings a dish and shares it. Or there may be an aspect of that, but maybe you prepare one of the dishes together as a group. Because I have to say that was the coolest thing so of prepare, all. Was preparing was the, the food. Yeah. yeah. And how neat would it be, say, to go on a Saturday morning morning and, and meet your group that's coming for dinner at a farmer's market and or even a Fortino's you know a grocery store and uh, and just shop together to get the food and then you bring it back to your place and you prepare it together and it's baking and you get to talk to them and and, and start to uh, get to know everyone and then you sit down and eat the meal together and and have that whole communal aspect there's something awesome about communal eating and communal prepared. eating and then I love that we do a walk after and some nature yeah and then yeah. connecting with nature yeah both times we went on a nice walk together and if you're in town, that can just be down to a local park or down to the waterfront or anywhere where there's a, a bit of nature you can all enjoy together. So mm -hmm. I think like, you know, regardless of your situation and even if it's a small home, you might do it with four people or six people. It doesn't have to be 35 people. <laughs> I liked your idea. You said, you know, instead of because you have your vegetable garden, we could go to the farmer's market. Mm -hmm. everybody can meet the farmer's market and pick beautiful fresh ingredients local sort of have that experience together as well because you remember the first time we did this I think one of the coolest outcomes of us doing the first harvest dinner was is that people just weren't connected to the food like they didn't understand where it came from or how it grows or anything right. else so that was a really neat part of it kind of being able to go to a garden but 
But I think that a similar experience could be had going to a market or a farmer's yeah. market as well. To, well, that's talking to an extension people. into the community as well and supporting the community and, and having, I think having those ingredients, those special ingredients were, were really helpful for me. I, I think for everybody, I don't want to speak for everybody because it, I can't remember who made what. Mm-hmm. But everything was delicious. It was. This past one was just phenomenal, the food. I think this is a great idea because it gives people a way to bring a community together without expense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it can be in anybody's home. It's not about entertaining mm-hmm. at all. No, it wasn't. No. No. And, I, and it's not even the conversations that you have that day. Yeah. It's just the experience of coming together and everybody's so grateful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so different than throwing a dinner party, right? Oh, because, so different. Because there's that awkwardness there but that of just coming to someone's house and you don't know them very well and so on. It was the, the experience of cooking together and then eating together that, that bridged that, that awkwardness and, and allowed people to connect more profoundly, I think. I think, too, like one of the things that I'm coming to realize in my own journey is the importance of community and healing. Mm-hmm. You know, we can we can be this isolated little sell or we can be somebody that interacts and creates something and when you create something with others it's very powerful Mm -hmm. and that's coming to me now at this part of my life and it's it's some of the my the the most enjoyment that I derive are from activities that I'm with other people and there's no star Mm -hmm. it's just we're all here together yeah and so that sentiment is is very strong there I mean, social media is here to stay and and it's an important part of people's lives and and people enjoy it so much but what what I found really interesting was the social media after the we, everybody left and went home again, and I thought it was actually very beautiful to see all the posts on Facebook of the photographs of everyone together and cooking yes. and eating and and everyone expressing how what an amazing experience it was for them and and so on. So you still get to make a post on Facebook and you can still go back a couple hours later to see how many likes you got. That's true. That's true. <laughs> But I think it was more inspiring, right? Like it's, it, I think it really would have inspired a lot of people that were following all the uh, the Facebook posts afterwards, because I think it, right away people see how amazing it would be to. I've been seeing similar like things in the community, and I think it's a great way to bring community together. And 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 for some reason, it's very different than having your own family over. Yeah. Yeah. It is. <laughs> In many, many ways. One of the inspirations for the Soul Family Dinner came from my memory of watching a movie years ago. It was from 1987 called Babette's Feast. And it's a movie that's a Danish movie. So it is subtitled, I have to warn you. But believe me, it's still very, very, very worthwhile watching, even though it's subtitled. Uh, you'll really enjoy it. So it was a really cool story about a French woman that was a refugee. I, I won't give the story away, but essentially... She, I'm going to watch all, all her sufferings and so on. She ended up um, in this farm environment and all these other people kind of found their way to her that were people that had had, um, you know, loneliness or, or trauma in their life or sadness and so on. Somehow they all ended up with her near the end of the story. And it was just so moving, this story, because at the end, it's they're doing what we did at our at our feast. We everybody's working together, creating you know, cooking the food, preparing the food, and all sitting down outside, in enjoying this meal and the sense of them all having found love and family 
even though none of them were related to each other, was was sort of that that was the spark to to initiate what we're calling the Soul Family yeah. Dinner because it's just a beautiful story and it it really really resonated with me. And when we had our first uh, dinner here with the Soul Feast, the Soul Harvest Dinner. It reminded me so much of that movie and the beautiful feeling of family out like not not your your blood family, mm-hmm. but that creation of family and and support. like it, it, even just in that one experience of creating that meal, it felt as though you now had people in your life that were there for you. like you know like it's just so it's very intimate. Yeah, mm-hmm. It was a very intimate experience. I can't sort of put words to it. but watching that movie is uh, I think anyone would enjoy I'm seeing watch that. It. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard of it. I've never watched it, so I will. Okay. Well, that does it for another episode of Dead Set on Living. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Michelle and Smy Hughes for joining me and discussing the amazing experience of uh, the Soul Family Dinner. And thank you for doing it with me the first two. Yes, you're welcome. If you want more information on what was talked about on today's show, you can head over to the show page at deadsetonliving.com. Be sure to subscribe to the Dead Set on Living podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. That way you'll always be up to date whenever a new episode is released. As a listener, you are vital to the success of our show. By leaving a rating and review, you'll help us reach more people and continue to put out kick-ass content. Also, every time you leave a rating or review, a fairy in the forest will get its wings. But seriously, what you think is important to us and to the growth of our show. Until next time, live life and be well.